We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. We're brought to you today by Shady Rays. If you're trying to give someone the side eye, but you don't want cameras to notice you, go get a pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code BRONX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. It's Friday. It feels like they've played seven weeks since we last recorded, Scott. This is an example of one of those times where I wish we there wasn't a four-game series because as soon as the judge side-eye stuff happened and then Herman got ejected for sticky stuff, I'm like, we need to talk about this, but we weren't recording again until Friday. Other times, you play a series and you're like, what the hell are we going to talk about? Nothing happened. Those were boring-ass games. This was not one of those weeks. This was a this was an action-packed week of, of everything you could possibly want. And Good Yankees baseball, uh, as far as wins at the at the end of the day, too. This would have this would have felt a lot different if if they didn't win the series, um, but they did. So that's that's great, and really on the back of Aaron Judge, who just was a man this week, was a man in Toronto, and and basically just shut everybody up, which I absolutely loved, and I love the fact that he was chirping a little bit. He was he was not shying away from uh, you know people talking about him. Usually he has no comment, but he. Had comments, he had thoughts, and then he hit moon moon shots that were uh, you know breaking things in Toronto. I loved it. Yeah, and his cell he adopted the celebration of covering his eyes whenever whenever he got a hit or a home run. So yeah, that that's the big thing, right? Like it was weird. I've never seen a player like as the pitcher is getting ready to deliver a pitch, look over and move his eyes somewhere. So this all kind of exploded because the Blue Jays broadcasters made a big deal about it, which I don't blame them, right? Like they're, they see that happening. They're, they're obviously going to talk about it. The Yankees broadcast would have done the exact same thing if it was another player. But um, what did you think of the whole thing? Like after the game, he was asked about it. And uh, I don't know if you watched his post-game presser. uh, Yeah, I watched it, heard all the sound clips, watched or saw, you know, 8 billion uh, social media posts about his comments. Look, man, at the end of the day, 
this I'm 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 mad at the Astros. Okay, I'm mad at the Astros because they've ruined it for everybody. They've ruined all of the the gamesmanship and all the things that happen on a game to game basis. Every single time you take the field, they've ruined it because now everybody's looking for everything. Which fine. That everybody's looking. They see his eyes. It is strange. We can zoom in. We can pause it. We can do all these things, and we can we can speculate on what he was looking at. But at the end of the day, if the Yankees are trying to pick up sign or pick up a tell on a on a pitcher or something that's going on in a game, and they're doing it with their eyes, and then they're relaying manual messages to their own players on the field, then there's nothing nothing wrong with that it's been going on forever and ever and ever and ever and it happens in every sport every single time there's a guy that's doing well or you're playing an opponent you're looking and there's not just not just the players but the coaches the bat boys all the people are looking for a thing that gives you an advantage so that you can pick up when that guy does the same thing again and that's what happened they found a tell uh and first base coach was was at some point sending in a signal in, or, or giving some kind of a, a sign that said something. And guess what? As Schneider said, when they went back and reviewed the tape, because that's what they were like, we got to go review the whole tape and see what the deal was. They saw it too. And he even said that we got to clean up some stuff. So yeah, there was a tell and the Yankees picked up on it. This is a division opponent. You know, your opponent, you know, your division opponents better than anybody. And, uh, and that was it. And his eyes got caught on camera looking over at whomever was giving him the sign. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Uh, so I'm glad that's what your opinion is, because if your opinion was actually going to be, no, he was looking in the dugout to see who was yelling at the umpire, I would have said, well, you're a fool. Because anyone yeah. who believes that is a fool. And you're right. The Astros did ruin it. There's been a lot of... So people see hear the, the phrase pitch tipping or sign stealing signs stealing signs or relaying signs and you're right they immediately think astros banging trash cans using dugout or you know cameras using cameras cameras, using high definition exactly telescopic cameras to see signals that, that are being thrown down and that because of pitchcom because of the regulations that mlb has put in place on dugout cameras and clubhouse cameras can't happen anymore you can't do that. So the only way to pick up on a tendency is what the pitcher is doing. Maybe he comes set in a different position when he's throwing a breaking ball. Maybe his he wiggles his glove, something like that. And if that's what they picked up, like you said, and they're relaying it to the batter with through the, through players or through a coach, you know, think of that what you may, but that's been going on in baseball since the beginning of time and it's something that teams need to take upon themselves to regulate by not doing it or if they're really you know pissed off about it then they're going to throw inside on a guy or something like that but yeah no this is not cheating that people immediately see the headline of judge side eye relaying signals cheating it's like oh god here we go so you know when you when you listen to the broadcast and you hear the guys talking about it one i i know we're all uh, big fans of David Cohn and and the way that he talks about pitching is a uh, it's a masterclass a lot of the time when he goes in deep into it because he'll get very detailed and talk about all the things that that he did or uh, that guys were doing when he was playing and you know this is much ado about nothing this is exactly what 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 has been going on for a long time and I'm not saying like you know yelling at the clouds old man like it has to be the way it is it, it's always been that way but it's in in sports in every sport you're trying to gain an advantage within the letter of the law and within the letter of the law this is allowed and in the past it's always been policed between the lines with the players and the managers doing things to say okay we know that you're doing this we want you to stop doing this so we're going to we're going to do something that that um that makes you think twice about doing it another time because we know just so you know we know and and usually that would put an end to something or they would change up a, you know, a particular thing. They didn't realize it until after the game and until everybody was making a big deal of this thing. So, you know, I, I said this a while ago when uh, when they switched everything to Pitchcom and I made a joke about it in our chat. But at some point it's going to happen. You know, now now we have a radio or now we have a digital signal going from the catcher to the pitcher. 
the, the, the pitcher is listening to a particular thing. The catcher is keying in a particular thing and a message is being sent. At some point, someone is going to be picking up that radio frequency or whatever the free, the digital signal and, and intercepting it. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it's, it, to me, that seems so much easier than actually like, you know, orchestrating an entire Astros thing with the cameras. Well, and that the would be more can. closely to the Astros thing than it is just you. Pick that up would a be much tell. more closely. That is that is using, because you're using technology. Yes, to that is cheat malicious versus versus right. you're just using your on field awareness and noticing of things to get an advantage. This goes back to like the common sense department here. Does it feel icky? Yeah, it would. That would feel that would feel like eh, that would feel that it doesn't work. That's not the right thing to do. Cameras? No, that doesn't feel right. If you see something, okay, okay, your eyes are are are, are picking up on something. Then good for you to to pick up a pattern or you know be able to to pick up on some kind of a tell. But yeah, you, you start using outside technology, different different story and. I don't think the Yankees have a baby monitor hanging out in the clubhouse and they're picking up on what the pitch comm is going. Um, but that will happen at some point, I promise you. Do you think it's a gray area on pitch tipping and signaling when the dugout when the dugout gets involved? No, because the dugout's always involved. They're always involved. They're the ones that are looking. You can't pick up on that stuff and meet and find it when you're at the plate. Usually, it's usually guys who are studying no, no, no. and watching. What I mean, what I, sorry, what I mean is, no, no. Obviously, the guys in the dugout are studying, but what I mean is, the signal is then coming from the dugout, not from something on the field. No, because the 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 signals from you know the pitcher is is getting a signal from a base coach every at bat. Uh, the pitchers, in some cases, are getting the pitches called. Uh, through the catcher from the manager in the dugout. So it happens all the time in other areas. That's no problem. Why should yeah, it be a problem here? What the Red Sox got um, in trouble for in 2018, which was Cora's first year with them, was the dugout was relaying signals to runners on base who were then relaying it to uh, batters. But at the, how did they get this? How did they get the original signal? It was it was it was via yeah through t- through through some form technology. of technology. I don't know if they were using the same camera setup that the Astros were using. I'm sure they were using some adaptation of it because Cora. But uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, no, th- like again, again, you go to the root of 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 how that was obtained, and that's that's where you yeah. Do you do you feel good about that? Do you not feel good about that? It, does it does it pass the smell test? Does it not pass the smell test? So yeah, no. If you have a guy on second base. And your 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 dugout is picking up a, a tell from the pitcher, and you give them you know a swipe down the arm to to tell them something, and then they relay a, a message via another signal to the batter. Like fair game, don't so just don't don't be caught in that way as a as a um, as the team you know giving the tell. And so I mean I guess credit to Judge for coming up with a lie fairly quickly on the spot when he was asked about it. I'm sure he was probably preparing for that question. He probably got a heads up like, hey, the cameras caught you doing this. You're going to be asked about this. But as soon as he was asked the question and he looked down and smirked, I knew he was lying. Everyone knew he was lying. It's fine. He doesn't he's not going to go out in there and say that, yeah, we picked up on, you know, the glove placement on, on the pitcher. No, I don't and expect him to say that. I'm saying, I know, but, but that's my you've, point. You've like, got to be a better actor judge. You're now the captain of the New York Yankees. You, 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 you got to be prepared. You got to be able to act. What would Jeter do in that situation? Stare dead into the reporter's eyes, daggers through that motherfucker's yeah. eyes and wish, make him wish he didn't ask that question. That's and then true. with a dry tone say, yeah, my teammates were jawing. I was trying to concentrate, so I was looking over there to see who they were, so I could tell them to shut up. No, he would say, "I don't remember. I look, I look around sometimes." <laughs> you know? So, so judge. I don't, next I don't time, remember what my eyes do on every at bat. Next time, uh, no smirking, no looking down, because you're, because you're going to get found out. And then, so you know, it, could, it could have been a guy in the first row was was said something yeah. about my mother. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> So uh, then this all led to the Blue Jays being upset about the base coach positioning of the Yankees because that's probably where it was coming from. As you said, the first base first base coach or third base coach, if it's a left, left-handed hitter. So they're complaining about the positioning of, of those base coaches for the Yankees and um, that 
became a whole spiral of crap the next night when just yelling back and forth schneider yelling shut up fat boy to uh what was it wilkerson um it must have been that was the yeah that was the well that's position. that was that was the that was i think uh didn't the athletic say that about <laughs> yeah, so uh, the athletic dives in again the athletic <laughs> shut breaks. up fat boy which is yeah. like schneider you're you're just as fat like like <laughs> don't throw yeah stones. he wears it differently though you know what i'm saying like it's the beard it's it's just it's uh, the beard he's, no, he's he's just like um he he's stocky. He's like uh, you know, he looks strong. Whereas Wilkerson just looks like he's had let's drink a lot of beer. Schneider post career. Schneider should not be yelling "fat boy" to anyone. That's all I'm saying. I like think if, it's funny. It's if just he's, funny. If he's, he's Gabe Kapler, if he's Gabe Kapler in the other dugout, like Iron Man over there, fine, call someone a fat boy because you've got a freaking twelve pack. But wait, I think but, it's hilarious when baseball players and coaches, especially, call each other names. I think it's just well because fat boy, grown ass yard, and he says fat boy, like that's, that's hilarious. You, that's something something you insult someone when you're ten. Yeah, it's 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 an it's a ridiculous so it's a ridiculous thing, and that's what that I mean. That's that's baseball because you have that's baseball, Susan. You have grown men kicking dirt and screaming at other uh, grown men for very small things. Yeah, and speaking of fat boys, Lance Lynn said that if he caught Aaron Judge peeking, he would have hit him. Hot dog, Lance Lynn. Hot dog, hot dog fingers. Hot dog smelling, Lance Lynn. No, that's a, yeah. So, so if people don't remember back when Lance Lynn was a New York Yankee, we said he probably smells like hot dogs when he sweats. So that's why we nicknamed Hot Dog Lance Lynn. He, uh, yeah, and that's just that's again going back to what Coney was talking about is policing the game within exactly. The game. Yeah, you, you're pissed that a guy is – first of all, you're pissed that a guy is picking up on your, your tips. Don't tip anymore. But secondly yeah, – And, then, it, and it, then Judge hits a moonshot oh my God. on the tip. Just just like unbelievable. Uh, but um, that's, that's what happens when you know what pitch is coming. <laughs> like, like it's, Look how easy it is to hit when you know what pitch is coming. It was a bad pitch for the record. It was uh, – to be fair, it was a, it was a spinning <laughs> breaking ball in the middle of the plate. But yes – if you're looking for a breaking ball and then it all of a sudden is in your wheelhouse. When you're, you're sitting on judge. slider and then it's a spinner in the middle of the plate, it's going to be crushed. Unless it's a sweeper, then, you know, it could be totally different. Um, and I, I think this the whole week got turned up to an 11 when Herman gets tossed for sticky stuff the very next night. Because the entire, you know, 18-hour period after Monday's game is cheating and judge side-eye and everything. And then, boom, fourth inning, Domingo Herman ejected for sticky substances. It's like, oh After my throwing God. a perfect game? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was perfect through again. that, right? Yeah. Uh, sec- okay, first second, of all, Herman's a moron. Hold on. Second time. He's been perfect into a game, like deep into a game, and coincidentally, both times, inspected for sticky stuff. Like, I knew he was doing something shady in that Minnesota game. Everyone should have known. Domingo Herman, noted, not very good guy, was doing something wrong. Okay? Let's use our freaking brain here. Also, read the room, which he doesn't know how to do. He's Uh, an idiot. He's a moron. He really is a moron. He really is a moron. We could have been, you know, I know he's been pitching well recently, but why do you I, think he's been pitching well? Well, rosin, sticky rosin. No, that Look, wasn't I, rosin. It was, I mean, this, he, if you listen to his, um, his post, his, uh, post game interview at the, at the locker, it was pretty long. It was like eight minutes long, but there were a, a lot of things in there. And when they asked him about the brown stuff on his pants, it was a really e- immediate reaction. And actually, when you look back at it, he was probably telling the truth that it was tobacco because he took his, his tobacco out and wiped it on his on his pants, which makes a lot of sense. That said, like, what about tobacco? Does tobacco get sticky with rosin and sweat? Like, I don't know. It might. You know, Cone was talking about every time when he would or when he would go out, he would grab the rosin bag from the on deck circle because it had a little bit of pine tar in it. Things that guys did all the time. That was a thing. But now it's it's you're you're being scrutinized at such a high level. Not only in this series because of the whole eye thing, but, yep. but, but bro, you were, you were one of the people that got caught uh, or that got uh, ejected. You already had a warning. For, he didn't get yeah. ejected. He had a warning. You're on the watch list. You, you got he didn't get ejected. Right. You're on the watch list. You yes. are on the watch list and people are looking at what you're doing. So maybe be a little bit more conscious about this. And I still believe that, that there is a ton of gray area in the way that they are interpreting what is deemed allowed and what is not it's still that they need they really need to 
uh, get some clarification and actually come up with some kind of a uh, a system that that is either yes or that's no. That's true. But before we but get yes. to that part of it, though, like Domingo Herman, this is like you get pulled over. You're going 12 miles an hour over the speed limit and the cops having a nice day. So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to give this guy a warning. And what do you do? You peel out from the cop and start going like 80 miles an hour. It's like, dude. Or you go by the same section. This happened to me two weeks ago. I got pulled over on the way to a softball same section. game. And I was going. I was going 20 over, which reckless driving, that's not good. Uh, But it was, I was passing someone. It was fine. It was not a big deal. Uh, Guy, let me go. Let me go. Wow. Awesome. Like, yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, I'll be damned if I'm speeding that much when I'm in that same area, you know, or or going, going to the same place. No. Uh, And I'll wave at the cop next time. (laughs) Like, (laughs) thank you. Going, going the speed limit or going inside 10 over. Um, Yeah. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. It's, Again, common a lot of this sense. goes back down to common, common sense. sense department and yeah. Domingo Herman doesn't have a lot. Of we could make sense. millions consulting. <clears throat> we could at least make thousands. <laughs> um, so James Hoyt, the uh, the crew chief, said that Domingo Herman's right hand was the, quote, stickiest hand I've ever felt, extremely shiny. And he added that the substance was definitely not rosin. It was uh, others have said it's a, it was a pine tar like sub substance. And um so like we said, April 15th against the Twins, he gets all that warning. Rocco Baldelli's like freaking out in that game. He's like, you warned him and then you inspected him again and you told him to go wash his hands. Like, why aren't you throwing him out? Like at the time, I think Rocco Baldelli had a point. And then so like, you're not going to, you're not going to get a warning again, Domingo Herman. You're on the watch list. Apparently after that incident and then a couple days later when Max Scherzer was uh, ejected from the game, MLB sent a memo to all teams. And this is reading from an uh, SI article. The official rosin bag behind the pitcher's plate. First of all, pitchers behind the pitcher's plate. Since when is it a pitcher's plate? It's like a, it's a mound and a rubber. We're just we're just changing baseball terms Everything. now. MLB. <clears throat> the official rosin bag behind the pitcher's plate may be used by a pitcher during an inning. However, there is no reason for a pitcher to apply rosin when he is not on the field or in the bullpen. Umpires may inspect pitchers to check their compliance with these rules before, during, or after an inning. We have instructed umpires to vary the time and frequency of pitcher inspections to create additional difference. So, unless your name is Domingo Herman, in which you will get checked every time. April 15th, you get warned. Three days later, two days later, Max Scherzer gets ejected from a game, one of the most high-profile pitchers in the game. So, like, literally, that's a big deal. Headline news across across things. Then, probably a day later, two days later, MLB sends this memo out. I'm guessing the Yankees had a sit-down with Domingo Herman. If they didn't, shame on them. But even if they didn't, Domingo Herman, you should be aware of this stuff happening and not get caught. Not get caught. Don't do it. Don't don't. That's do what I mean. Don't get caught doing. Do. Exactly. That's what I mean. So if if there's a if there's a clear rule, and that that is a clear rule, use the rosin bag on the mound. Now here right. here becomes the unclear rule. What if uh, the the umpire and I don't know. We were looking back to see if we could find this. Did did he check him on the on the way into the dugout the previous inning? Did did he look at it well enough and not know or not notice the sticky stuff? And then on the way out, he, the sticky stuff, which Herman's like, oh, I checked it. My hand is still sticky. I'm going to leave it there. You know, when I'm in the dugout, I'm not going to wipe it off. I'm going to leave it there because obviously I want it. Um, and then and then deemed it not good on on the way in. I, it's like there's just I'm making shit up at this point, but there's you can do that because there's flexibility to to make stuff up and and to speculate. And that's what they need to eliminate. They need to eliminate the speculation and be like, look, if you're going to use a particular thing, and this is what Cohen talked about. We've talked about this a number of times. Like the solution is le- le- make, if it's rosin, then make it legal. If they use the rosin, wherever, like if, oh, fine, if you're using it on the, on the, um, the mound, then fine. But the thing is, they don't know what what is and what isn't rosin. It very well could have been chewing tobacco that he pulled out of his mouth, wiped but, on his hand, and then they checked it, and it was brown uh, because of the tobacco, and he had the rosin. I'm not giving him an excuse, but I'm saying like there's a lot of things that could could be. So the only way to truly, I think, police this is to not allow rosin. You can't use rosin on the mouth. Well, you they're going to have bigger problems with that. Especially when it gets hot out. Okay, fine. Then if you're going to allow rosin, you need to do checks before and after every inning of a pitcher's hand. 
when he's coming out of the dugout to go to the mound. They do. Not every inning. No, but the, I mean that's exactly what happened with Herman here. They they check. I'm assuming they checked him going into the dugout because they do that almost every inning. All right. So if they did that and then he came back out, they did that. that like that that what you just said. I, there's still gray area around around the uh, on on those checks. But if you're coming out to a mound from the dugout and the umpire checks your hand and he says you're good to go, then he, everyone can see what you're doing while you're on the mound. If you're in theory. If you're, well, yeah, unless you're freaking Houdini out there, like like really pulling stuff. But like, if you're clearly like doing something that looks shady, you're gonna get called on that. But if all you're doing is touching the the rosin bag, okay, then he's gonna check you on the way back out. But if you come out of the dugout ready to go to the mound, and the umpire's like, no, this is way too sticky of a hand. Go wash the hand, and then you come back out and it's clean. Then all you can use is the rosin out there. Yeah, I'm sure you could touch your hat or something, but like then you're getting checked on the way back out. And if on the way back out, the umpire says, oh, this is much stickier than a rosin bag would make your hand, even with Again, there's sweat. gray. That's gray. That's gray. There's always like, going to be oh, a little cl- bit of gray. But right now it is like 87% gray. He's like, it's clearly not rosin. Okay, now you're telling me that it wasn't rosin. So you better be able to tell me exactly what it was. If that's He said case. it was so a pine tar-like substance. A, a, which could that not be like? Could tobacco, uh, when you when you pull tobacco out, chewing tobacco that's been chewed. We need to get some scientists on this. We need to get some like kids in a high school lab mixing different things with rosin to see what kind of uh, sticky substances you can make. Who knows? Tobacco could could be like a thinning agent on, on the rosin. We don't know. We don't. Logan, you had something? Yeah, I got a couple of things. So first of all, like uh, Coney talked about it on the broadcast, and I kind of just double-checked it. Like his spin rate was not... Uh, Right, spin, so, yeah, I heard that. So, like, be all end all, like the point of sticky stuff, get the spin rate up, makes you stuff better. Spin rate's not up, so no, but you can have better command on your pitches. Yeah, but you, if you're using sticky stuff, I the way I understand it is your spin rate's just gonna go up because of the how long you in contact with the ball for. So even if you have better, like even if it's just for command, your spin rate is gonna tick up. What like, if significantly enough to notice? What if he's been using sticky stuff all season? So his spin well, rate is not up because he's been doing this all season, every single it, start. It's possible, but then that's bad on the umpires because they've only... Oh, you're, you're telling me umpires are incompetent? Well, maybe a little. Also, I mean, I don't know if you guys listen to Boone's post game, but he was I try not, not happy. He was, like, very, very upset. Yeah, because his that. player is stupid. Yeah, and, and it... Well, regardless of the fact, like, that he was out of the game, like, the bullpen is, like, a problem. Shot. And and now he's suspended for ten games. You have to carry him on the roster. You can't replace him on the roster. Yes, yeah, Severino. I didn't know. Gonna... I didn't realize that that wrinkle in yeah, the rule. There. Because it's that, that makes sense. You're yeah, you're, you've got to you've got to be penalized. Yeah, uh, Severino is going to come back probably on Sunday in Cincinnati to take his turn in the rotation. But Severino's coming back from injury. He's not ready to go seven innings, right? So. You don't have an off day until after the Cincinnati series. You've just played this gauntlet of games where you had to rely on Ryan Weber, Ron Marinaccio, and Albert Abreu to close out a game, which they did against the Blue Jays. But, like, you are thin as crap, and Domingo Herman is actively hurting you. Yeah, he is. There's no doubt that the the, the 10-game suspension and not being able to replace, not to mention – uh, Ian Hamilton has to get up quickly to come into the game, and then all of a sudden he pops a groin and is now out four weeks plus. So right. you know you could you can look at that as as a coincidence, or you can look at that as a guy rushed to get in, wasn't fully ready, and uh, and and hurt himself because of that, which a hundred percent I could see happening. So there there's definitely a trickle down effect for the um, the moronic decisions that that Domingo Herman makes, and he, yeah. He's frustrating because he's not good enough to put up with all this stuff. But the Yankees have put up with him for six plus years, five plus years, however long. When did the when did the the incident with his it was a CC Sabathia? Was it uh, 2019, 2019, 2018, 2019? Right, it was twenty nineteen because remember he got suspended for the playoffs and yes. everybody was like, "This is why we he, have to have nobody to start games," because he was pitching well. Wasn't he pitching well at that point? Yeah, so it was twenty nineteen. Oh, no. So after that, 20, 21, 22, and now 23. We're going on the fourth season. We're putting up with Domingo Herman bullshit for yeah. a, a mediocre pitcher. He's not terrible, but 
but he's mediocre. Oh, he's awesome when he when he's got some uh, sticky shit on his fingers. <laughs> some would say perfect. Uh, well, did did uh, does anyone know if he was just mixing athletic greens with the rosin, and maybe that's why it was extra sticky? I don't know. I don't think it could be. It won't, it won't give you the discoloration, which is a good thing. Yeah, I don't think AG1 uh, is that kind of powder, but AG1 is so much more than a greens powder. It is your key to health products. Uh, it is all your key health products in one. Excuse me. I cannot stress how convenient it is. You scoop it in and you dump eight or 12 ounces of water in it and you are good to go. It is loaded with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. AG1 gives you so many benefits like better sleep quality and recovery. It also promotes gut health with pre and probiotics. Antibiotics and AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial flavoring. You know what you are putting in your body is high quality and good. It is affordable. Every serving costs less than $3, which is less than you're going to be spending on your daily cup of coffee or an energy drink or anything like that. It's so easy to build into, into, your, into your routine. I can't speak. Domingo Herman just got me angry. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is trusted by athletes and health experts around the world. Check them out. Go to athleticgreens.com slash pinstripes for a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. Thank you so much to Athletic Greens for sponsoring our show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right. Do you want to touch on anything else from the cheating scandals this week? I mean, it was cheat week. <clears throat> I don't want to call it cheating because it wasn't, but Domingo Herman yeah. was cheating. Aaron Judge Maybe. was cheating. Maybe. You believe you're on Domingo Herman's side? No, I just I just want clarity. I'm not on I'm never on Domingo Herman's side, just for the for the record. Uh but I just want clarity. I I, I don't it's not right that they have arbitrary decisions. Granted, the strike zone is an arbitrary decision, I guess, but the uh I don't like putting any more control into the umpire's hands. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can now take uh, a little bit of uh, marijuana and put it into a machine. And it says the percentage of, of how pure said marijuana is or how, how good can't you do that with the uh, sticky shit? You know what I'm saying? So like, give me, then, give me a little scan. Give me, <clears throat> give me some AI and, uh, and, and scan that shit and tell me like if, what it is. Maybe a swab, right? Dude, like, you know what? Hold on. I have an app on my phone. Okay. I just, we bought a new house. The, the person who lived here before was a 
had a green thumb and there's plants everywhere. I have no idea what these plants are. It's springtime. They're starting to pop up. There's an app on my phone where I can take a picture of any plant, any leaf, any tree, any anything you could think of that's growing from the ground. And it scans it. It even does like the red thing, which is very satisfying. And And then it tells me exactly what it is. And it's like 99% accurate. It's unbelievable how accurate it is. And then it tells me all the things about it, how I can keep it alive, how much sun it needs, how much water. Like it's ridiculous. Why can't they do that with someone, uh, someone's finger? Well, I think what it would be is you'd have to swab it and then do like a little, a little test, and maybe there's something like the. I water, just gave you the, the exact. Just, just no. Just you scan can't it do, with an can, no why because not? with a with a plant they've got a database of millions of pictures. Create of a database plants, so they can. You're going to create a database for what something looks like on someone's hand, Logan. Yes, you are. Yes, okay. you are. Fine. Okay. Got, it's gonna take some, that's going to take some time to build it up. They've got to take some projects. Fine. Figure it out. I guess I got to go to a lot of games. Can the app smell? Hands. Can the phone smell your, your fingers? What, what do, what what do we think Domingo Herman's hands smelled like? <laughs> Chewing tobacco. <laughs> Chaw. Uh, man. Well, yeah, it, it was it was a it was a distraction from an otherwise really, really exciting series in which the Yankees took three out of four from the Blue Jays. And, the, and you could just tell, like, the Blue Jays hate the Yankees. And the Yankees are kind of just like, eh, you guys are annoying, but, like, we're just going to go beat you. Like, okay, cool. Judge is going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to hit a bunch of bombs to center field, break off that new shiny uh, maple leaf that you put out there. Also, like, the renovations do look nice. I like it way better than the old stadium. It makes it just feel more like a modern-day ballpark than something yeah. built in, like, the early 90s cookie-cutter type bullshit. But, yeah. Yeah, Judge is like, yeah, I'm going to break in this new stadium, this new uh, renovations for you. I mean, ever since this guy came back from the IL, he's been phenomenal. Four home runs in the series, just barely missed another one off the uh, off the wall. Um, and, you know, again, like you you see all the, the controversy that was made about the eye thing. And what does Judge do? He just hits home runs. He says, OK, you're going to talk about me in a way that that. I don't appreciate. I'm just going to go out there and hit fucking moon balls uh, and, and, and carry my team to a three out of four uh, series win in Toronto. That's, that's the most, that's the most, that's the best thing you could possibly do. I was expecting him to get plunked at some point in the series. Now I know that pitcher for the blue Jays probably would have immediately been ejected because it's very obvious what he was doing. And maybe they didn't do it because all of the games were close and they're trying to win games, but I was there were, shocked. There would have been an all out brawl if they hit judge. Cause you know, damn don't well, you, that entire team is coming out. there. Don't, don't you think that's what the blue Jays want? They're trying to get motivated here. They're trying to beat the Yankees. Like, don't you think they wanted a brawl? No, it, like, it, I, you've got their the manager calling someone fat boy. They wanted yeah. to fight. Yeah, I am surprised there wasn't an altercation of 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 some sort, but yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't, but 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 they didn't. If they had hit Judge though, there would have been a yes big problem. Uh, well, I was expecting at least to get a brushback, like especially after he just keeps tanking balls to center field, like bomb after bomb to center field. Yeah, not or even hit the, in, like, not hit, even hit Volpe, hit the kid, hit the kid that just walked into the situation. Also, I could see uh, you know a lot of protective uh, Yankees teammates not not being not not feeling good about that. Um, yeah, and it's like I know they did walk Judge in that extra inning game to get to Rizzo. Rizzo struck out, but like Rizzo mm-hmm. was looking kind of kind of terrible at the plate, especially the last two days. So I'm surprised they didn't even just pitch around Judge even more than they did. Yeah, and I mean they may have tried that that ball that he he hit to the to the moon after um the side eye thing wasn't intended to be spinning in, over the middle of the plate true and i just love that they're getting to alec manoa like he's not had a good season but just yeah. you know another fat boy out there like again yeah. schneider like look at your own like your own team is fat vlad is fat everyone in that freaking dugout's fat pretty much <laughs> yeah so you know if you are if you are what you eat you're allowed to call people that i guess I know fat. I know fat. I know fat. I know fat boys. And you know what, Wilkerson? Uh, You're a fat boy. (laughs) Sit down. Wilkerson's got that, like the jowls. That's what makes him look extra fat. Like, I think just like from a, like (laughs) from, from like a BMI index, like, like I bet Schneider's got more than 
than Wilkerson, but Wilkerson's got the jowls. I'm telling you, Deshaun Schneider just wears it differently. Wears it, wears it more like a baseball he's, player. Whereas Wilkerson just looks like he's a, yeah, he looks like he's he's two sheets to the wind, and and you know retired playing baseball and just started drinking a lot of Budweiser, heavy, <laughs> Bud heavy, Bud heavy. Yeah. The uh, the opener, first time the Yankees have done the opener. So I went back and looked. They had not done an opener since 2021, and they used Michael King and Nick Nelson combined for eight opener appearances in in, uh, 2021. Now, maybe Michael King was not technically an opener back in 2021 because at the beginning of that season, they could have still tried to use him as a starter, but he didn't pitch deep into any of those games. But it had been a couple years since they went with the opener, and it worked on Monday. I have a hard time saying it worked. Like, yeah, okay, the, the the pitchers, okay, yeah, it did work. But I'm not saying the opener strategy worked. Like Cordero pitched Cordero two pitched innings, well, and then Brito pitched five and a third innings with only one run, and yeah. there were four one earned run. So four of the runs were thanks to a Glaber error that he ended up. It was late in that game, right? The Yankees had had a big lead at the time. Brito was still in. Glaber doesn't make that error, and. He's not giving up four runs. It was. It was. So you reverse the pitching order there, and you go Brito for five innings, and then Cordero. Brito, no, for two. Brito. Brito gets knocked out in the second inning. Four, see that? That's what I don't know. Like, I know. this is where it's the same thing. It's the same thing. We just reverse the order. We were talking about before this um, because Hal Steinbrenner made some comments to Joel Sherman on his podcast about the Yankees struggling base running, and we were talking about Glaber Torres just not being a smart baseball player. And uh, he made a couple of also bad plays in in this series. He made the error in that game on Monday. And then there was a play, I think it was the Tuesday game, where it was a ball that he tried to get the runner at, he tried to get the lead runner at second base and he just like had no shot at getting it. And even Cone mentioned on the broadcast, like you need to have better field awareness in that instance and just take the short out. And that's the thing about Glaber. He does not have good field awareness. Like I understand errors are going to happen, but so many of his mistakes, whether it's get thrown out, getting thrown out on the base paths or making play bad plays in the field. I feel like so many of his mistakes come from a lack of focus, a lack of mental awareness. He's a dumb baseball player. He's a talented baseball player. He's been very, he's very talented at times and he looks like a great player at times. And then other times he just looks terrible because he's stupid. You know, the old cliche that they tell little leaguers, uh, and it's not a cliche, actually, it's it's very true, is is uh, don't think, react. So you should be prepared for situations when they come. And when you're in the field and you understand what the situation is, there's a runner on first base, runner on third base, whatever the situation is, you need to understand that slow roller, here's where I'm going with the ball. Ball hit up the middle, here's where I'm going with the ball. And all of these mental checks just automatically happen because you've done it so many times and you know what's happening. But you need to go through those mental checks, you know, subconsciously, to, to then react so that your body is reacting to a whatever happens on the field because there's a lot of different things that can happen. And I feel like when Glaber is out there, he's like, field the ball, field the ball, field the ball. And then he's like, where do I throw it? Where do I throw it? And then looks around and, and he doesn't go through that mental checklist that subconsciously happens with nine out of 10 every, baseball players. And, and you know, the percentage is even higher that when you get to the major leagues because these guys have the muscle memory and just ingrained these situations. But yeah, he, I feel like he tries to think too much on the field. And and then thinks the wrong thing and does the wrong thing. This is his sixth year, okay? And I feel like back in 2018 when he got called up as a rookie, he was just using his baseball instincts and reactions much more. And then as time went on. Young and dumb, which is yeah. a good thing. It was bad. Like uh, errors happened, but I it wasn't these egregiously bad mental mistakes that sometimes cost them games. And then as – the seasons went on, especially I think it was the 2020 COVID season where he would boot a ball in the field and then you knew he was gone for the next week and a half. Yeah, because the <laughs> week and a half, that's a long time. Uh, remember, remember when eight days ago I booted that ball? Man, that was that was bad. I shouldn't have I done vividly that. remember a game in Detroit where I think it was early in the game. Cole might have even been pitching. He booted a ball at shortstop. And then I think he made like two more errors in that game and was just like slumping his shoulders walking around. Yeah, he just wears it all over his body. And it was coinciding with, if you remember that year as well, Cashman called him out for not coming into the the, um, 
the pan he called him fat boy he called him fatso uh he came into the to the second spring training camp when they were getting ready to start actually start the season out of shape so he got the covid body during right. during during the pandemic and yeah. so it's like he was just he was just having a a bad go of it right and he was and now he's got now he's got the long covid brain you know just just slow to react can't think about things too much and, you know he started out hot too stealing the bases and you know how was talking uh, about first of all can we we need to talk about the uh what what how mentioned and who he's having meetings with because i think that's very interesting but oh, yeah. one of the things that he had talked about was the base running and and yeah glaber has been thrown out what four of uh, four of four nine of attempts nine. yep he's uh yep. Th- been thrown out four of nine stolen base attempts which is terrible obviously yeah for those that are counting that's close to a 50 percent clip not quite but close and that's not good, especially when you start out stealing a bunch of bases in that. It's just like instinctual first step. Like those things really matter a lot in baseball. And, you know, we talked and and and, uh, and praise Volpe for for that first step and the instinct. Of, uh, and it's just like the opposite of what Glaber has. But again, like I said, Glaber, I felt like had those in his first season with the Yankees and they've they've regressed. He has regressed as a player under yes, Aaron Boone. And I'm not blame, necessarily blaming Aaron Boone, but. We've said this so many times. Joe Girardi gets fired for being too hard on his players, and he couldn't relate to the young players. Aaron Boone comes in, and he's supposed to be this great communicator that can get through the young players. Other than Aaron Judge, who I just think was so amazing beyond any coach, right? Like, he was going to succeed no matter what. Mm -hmm. Every young player under the Aaron Boone coaching staff has regressed. So, Gary Sanchez just completely imploded. Luis Severino, I mean, maybe you just blame it on the injuries, fine. But Glaber Torres specifically is like the big one. He was an all-star in 2018 and 2019, and he has just gone downhill ever since. Aaron Hicks? Aaron Hicks was actually a baseball was, player at that he point. He wasn't a young player, though. No, but he was a baseball player. <laughs> he was like kind of a kind of a promising baseball player. Toolsy guy. Like, was was Joe Girardi the best thing ever? No. And like we saw his style didn't work in Philadelphia. He gets fired and then and then they go to the World Series. But but the Yankees were a smarter baseball team under Joe Girardi. You can't deny that. Yeah. Um, Aaron Boone doesn't make anybody smarter. It's not it's not that's not part of his his coaching philosophy. You you mentioned um the meeting, how the meeting. So Hal said. So Joel Sherman, uh, he did a podcast with him. A couple things: two ninety three million is not a cap, and they will go over it if a move is necessary. They say that every single year. Guess what? They're going to come to the deadline. Oh, no necessary moves. No, nothing that would make our team better. Okay, got it. Steve Cohen uh, makes him have to say that too. <laughs> he said he will start having meetings with Judge Cole and Cashman without Boone to see ways of making the team better. <laughs> so talking about the smarts and uh and you know make everybody better and smarter let's make sure that we don't include the manager on it. it's like a it's like the uh you know coming in and 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 auditing a, a company but not gonna not gonna not gonna the guy in charge we want to see what everybody actually thinks and what actually what, what really happens on the ground that right? i understand yeah but is how gonna be that guy how's that guy to talk about no this is eyewash like this is this is all posturing. He he's he's not going to have meetings with anyone. It's Brian <laughs> Cashman's job to make the team better, not Hal. Hal's not making the phone calls to other GMs, being like, "Hey, we'll, we'll, let's get a deal done here." What's he going to say? He's not going to he's not going to go tell Cashman you got to go out and get another starting pitcher. <laughs> Fuck, Cashman knows that. It's impossible for me to think about Hal Steinbrenner without thinking about Larry David playing George Steinbrenner, uh, because I think that's how exactly how he talks. He talks. He talks like like Larry David uh, talking like George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner. Yeah. That's how. I think that's how it trained his voice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I, like, every meeting. Well, you know, <laughs> I just I, <laughs> I I can't get out of my head uh, if Aaron Judge Aaron, you, you're doing you're doing a lot of great things. And he does talk like that. Yeah. I know. He does. He's awkward. Exactly He's like very that. awkward. Yeah. Um, and then he cited the injuries and in base running as the number are number one reasons for the underperformance uh, of the team so far to date. And the base running thing kind of caught me by surprise. Logan, I said, you know, you, you said, oh, they've been a terrible base running team. 
I mean, we looked up the numbers. They have not been a good base running team. They've been bottom of the league in most base running categories. Again, I just wouldn't have said that. That wouldn't have popped in my mind as why is the team underperforming. Hey, uh, uh, nerds, I, I need, I need a, I need a, a talking point. Give me, give me a, give me a stat that no one's talking about. Give me, give me one of them. Oh, base it's running, like, base running. That's it, base running. Yeah. How about injuries? Number one, far and away. Uh, your general manager has not acquired a player since last July that can. Stay, stay on, the, on field. the field. Yeah. Uh, and number or even two. Step on the field. Not stay on the field. <laughs> step, step on, on the, the field. field. Number two uh, is definitely offensively, this team has underperformed. And I understand injuries are a part of that, but you've had many chances with runners on base, and they're just atrocious offensively with runners on base. But base running. Base, base running. running is. Base running doesn't help. Bad base running doesn't help because you already don't. It hit. makes bad things with- worse. Absolutely. You make outs on the bases and you're going to kill any scoring opportunities you have, which already you're not capitalizing on. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall for those meetings <clears throat> that don't happen. Yeah. Well, before we talk about the rest of the series, got to tell you guys about Shady Rays. It is almost summertime and our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades that are just as good as expensive pair you can buy. They also have the most insane protection in all of eyewear, which covers you if you break or lose your pair, no questions asked. They have over 200,000 five-star reviews for a reason. The glasses are lightweight and durable, and they're built for outdoor activities. They have dozens of styles and color combinations to choose from for both men and women. Father's Day is coming up. It's about a month away, and uh, it's a great opportunity to get uh, get your dad some sunglasses and a pair for yourself. Because if you go to ShadyRays.com and use our promo code BRONX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, then you can get the, the two pairs. Wear one for yourself. Wear one for your dad. Thank you, Shady Race. Um, the the one game they did lose, the the Blue Jays pitching staff absolutely shut them down. Chris Bassett is on a hell of a run. Twenty three consecutive scoreless innings. Cole was good as well. Uh, six shutout innings, and then um, they did have a bunch of opportunities. Toronto did. They had ten hits, five walks against the Yan- Yankees pitching staff. Holmes though, getting out of that situation in the seventh when Cole, because Cole pitched into the seventh inning, he gets pulled. Holmes comes in uh, after Cole allowed back-to-back hit, back hits to start the inning, and, Hol- and Holmes got out of that. This is now like five straight appearances for Holmes in sometimes very messy innings, locking it down. Yeah, and they're they're certainly deploying the you know high leverage situation. There's no closer right now. There's not. There's a. There's they're just deploying what they believe is the uh, the. Uh, the, the appropriate fire extinguisher for said situation. And you're right. It's Holmes is, is, is performing well in these situations. So I, I, I don't want them to change what they're doing in that way. The bullpen has been a, uh, a massive strength of this team for the entire season. And, um, and you even see him going Boone going back to some guys like, if we're going to applaud Boone for some things like the, I think the bullpen management is one of those you're getting, you're getting contributions from guys that, you don't expect it. And even with a guy like Marinaccio, who struggled mightily, um, getting him back into – granted, it was kind of forced upon you because of how thin everything is. Thank you, Domingo, and uh, and and some of the, the pitching – starting pitching woes. But Marinaccio going back to – getting back to the well, him um, coming out there. Because he's – everything we've seen from that guy is, is not the – the the dude that's been that's been beat up for the past three to four outings uh went back to him performed well um but yeah well you're right that boom didn't have a choice right like he didn't have a choice in in thursday's game you had no one available and i know that wandy peralta didn't throw a lot of pitches in his previous two outings but it's the getting up and getting ready for the outings they don't like to use guys three days in a row whether you throw one pitch or 50 pitches because it's the process of getting up that's i think studies have found is the stress on the arm. Yes, pitches are also a stress, but like whether you throw 15 pitches or 25 pitches, that's not going to make as much of a difference as getting your arm ready to go into a game and actually pitching. It's the same preparation process, unless you're Ian Hamilton coming in for Domingo Herman on short notice. Uh, But yeah, it's the same preparation process. So you're getting, you know, warmed up, you're getting your arm uh, loose and and ready to get in. So yeah, it makes, I get that. I got, I got nothing, no qualms about, um, you know, having some kind of a a policy about guys and and how how often they're coming in based on uh, them warming up to get in. Delon Batantis, 
which oh, yeah. that was Ru- a thing. ruined his career. And then a um, bunch of injury updates before we talk about uh, upcoming series. Severino, as I said, expected to start Sunday in Cincinnati in his second rehab outing. He gave up six hits and two runs in three and a third innings. <laughs> the, the line wasn't good, but he felt good. And right now the Yankees need him pitching for them. Um, so he'll he'll take Herman's spot in the rotation while he's suspended. And so 10, 10 games. So it's only one start technically, right? Isn't that two starts? Yeah, but then you just start on the sixth day. I guess, but you're you're still skipping. I mean, yeah, you, it would be another day, but then it's disrupting what you're doing. It should be fine because they do have an off day on Monday. So you could just kind of use that off day as like a regular like day, keep the rest of the rotation on schedule until it gets to Human's suspensions up. Yeah, because it's ten games. So right, when is that? Can you Logan quickly look at the schedule and mm-hmm. find out when the eleventh game from? So it's that he's his suspension starts the Wednesday game, right? The, the game after the Tuesday after so the ejection. I would say Wednesday's game is his first sus- suspended game, which also kind of shouldn't be because like he's not going to pitch in that game anyway. But fine, whatever. Um, may, I, the way I understand it is May 28th, he would be eligible. Um, so uh, day, day after our event. So yeah, we're not um, going to see her mom. Thank, thank you. Thank right you. Right now, right now we're slated for Luis Severino against Ryan Weathers. Wouldn't yeah, hit. that's what we said. Second outing um, for Severino coming back. Um, so that would be cool. But the way Fangraphs has it laid out is that he wouldn't start until May 30th at Seattle. So I'm wondering if they're just basically saying, because of the off day, um, they have an off day on May 22nd that they could just like <laughs> pretend like he's starting there and just skip him and then just keep the rotation in order. And then he just slots yeah. in. Yeah. Don't mess up everyone else. I, I guess that makes sense. Um, Jose Trevino was sidelined uh, at, with a hamstring injury placed on the IL. Ben Rortvet, who we have not seen since acquiring from Minnesota, 324 batting average, five extra base hits, and nine RBIs so far with Scranton this year called up. Benny Biceps. Ian Hamilton, as you said, placed on the IL with groin strain. Nick Ramirez called up. Donaldson had a setback. He guess he sliced his finger open while putting something together at his house. So, <laughs> what do you, you think do he was that? Doing? It happens. Yeah, what do you think he was doing? I don't know what he was putting together, but I. I remember when I was in high school, I was, uh, I don't even know where the hell I was. I was at a, a, a you know, someone's basement. That's because I feel like that's where we always were, someone's basement. <clears throat> and it had like, you know, those uh, Altoid cans. When you take the Altoid can the top off, if it gets bent at all, it's really hard to get back on. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. <clears throat> I don't so I was trying to put it back on. And the other thing about the Altoid can, I don't know if it's still the case, but it was like razor sharp. It's like very thin metal at the edge and it sliced the living shit out of my thumb. I mean, just sliced it open. Still have a scar for that. So you can slice your fingers on many things, many things. Yeah, but he's putting can. something together. You think it's like something for maybe his kids? Maybe he was kids. putting an Altoid can back together. <laughs> you think it was like something for his kids? Like maybe, maybe he's got some Ikea furniture. Is Donaldson buying Ikea furniture, having to put that stuff together? Yeah, anything from Amazon that gets shipped to you, you got to put together, right? So could be a number of things. Could be a number of so things. But I, task I've rabbit, cut open you know? my hands. So we get, especially with the new baby coming, roughly nine Amazon packages delivered to my house daily. And so yeah. I got to crush up the boxes. And I've just gotten to the point, actually a little bit of a stress relief. I punch the boxes to just yeah, like op- open up the bottom of them. Mm-hmm. I have a razor blade in my garage. Literally right there. But no, yeah. I'd rather punch the crap out. Yeah. And sometimes though, the Amazon, you know how that, that tape that easily rips. Sometimes yeah. though, you get the heavy tape on it and you got to mm-hmm. go a couple rounds to get through that sucker. And so it's like, I got just my, my knuckles are just like cut up from, so maybe that's what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. They got that, like uh that paper tape, but it's got some like fiberglass little strands in it you know that they keep it together yeah but sometimes like if you get something heavy they'll put on that? that on it but then they'll put actual packing tape packing over tape. it and then yeah. so you got double tapes of right. two different consistencies kind of like Domingo herman's sticky hand maybe yeah. he was using packing tape i mean there's sticky stuff on on packing tape 
you know maybe maybe there's a way maybe rubbing tobacco rubbing tobacco chewing tobacco when you rub it on uh the back of packing tape actually takes the consistency of the stickiness off of the tape onto your uh, onto your tobacco so do we know if herman is traveling with the team for the next 10 days or is he gonna just go back home does he have a home <laughs> i'm guessing he has a home Oh no! It's like, what do you think? Like on the flight out of Toronto, like they they making them sit in the back of the plane with John and Susan. I feel like, like they're like, on? guys, let's go. Domingo's in the bathroom. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> make him go through TSA. Yeah, yeah. He's getting make him busted. fly commercial. He's... Make him fly commercial coach like Spirit Airlines back to back to New York. Yeah, and then they probably plant something in his bag just Middle so that. Seat. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna get the full rubber glove treatment. It would uh, not shock me if, if if he goes through TSA with like a pound of weed, just like oh, not at all. In fact, <laughs> that might be the end. That might be how we get rid of him once and for all. <laughs> so that is how Domingo Herman is eventually going down, is getting Jail. popped for something stupid going through TSA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's if you were to give a percentage chance of 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 uh, one player on this team to get busted for drugs through tsa it's it's domingo herman 100 percent, or no something stupid it. like shoplifting from like from <laughs> like the Jameis winston when he's shoplifting crab legs yeah. remember right. that yes i do yes i do. Like he did that when he was at florida state or it's yep. like herman trying to skip out on like a bar tab or something like that just like something really dumb something really stupid yeah yeah <laughs> like like t- t- taking you're just like pissing in an uber or something like like so, something just vile yeah. or on like the outside of a bathroom it's ridiculous <laughs> carlos Rodon p- played catch from varying distances and they're hoping he can be back by end of june okay i'll believe that when i see it and yeah. giancarlo i don't really close you. to getting back into game action could be back by the end of the month so that's exciting that's that's huge i mean that's a that's a massive uh that's a massive thing so if he can get back and and get this team uh, you know, some help offensively. Big deal, huge bat, huge bat right there. You know so, who, who also has a huge bat in big moments? Anthony Volpe. Anthony Volpe. Yeah. I love this kid more and more. I watch him every day. Uh, he fooled Michael K on that on that uh, home run. I think in the what was it the eighth inning or ninth inning? Was it the ninth inning <clears throat> when he hit it last night? Uh, it was a laser off of the uh, off the foul pole. The kid just in big moments, he's he's there, man. He's there, and he's got a lot more power than I was expecting too. Seven home runs on the season, I believe. Uh, he's he's got a lot more pop in that in that bat that I was expecting. So more, he's faster and better on the base path than I was expecting. He's got more power than I was expecting. He's he's the he's the real deal. Um, so it looks like Stanton could be back end of May, then Donaldson shortly after that in early June, and then if all goes really well, it would be Radon end of June. But like. I don't. We'll see. Yeah, there's a lot of time for Frankie Montas is is like you know lurking around that time frame, isn't he? No thanks. Pass. Uh, We've got we've got the Reds coming up on the schedule. They stink. They're five games out of the NL Central. Uh, Schmidt versus Lively. Lively. uh, No starter announced for the second game. That would be Brito's spot. Maybe they do an opener again, and then Severino. Like I said. Uh, 11.30 start for the Peacock game on Sunday. A little brunch baseball. This coming Sunday? Brun- yeah. This That's a little late Sunday? for brunch. That's late for brunch. I'm not waiting until 11.30 to eat. What, what, when's your brunch time? Brunch is 10.30, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock at the latest for me. So you don't eat before brunch? I mean, it depends. As I'm saying this, I, I realize that sometimes brunch can get later. And if that is the case, and I know that that's the case, then yes, I will have something to tide me over. But I, I'm not a big breakfast breakfast guy in the first place. So lunch comes screaming at me, uh, you know, like I need it. So what if I'm not if lunch? I'm not eating anything, huh? What time are you doing lunch? What time am I doing lunch? 12 o'clock. Sometimes earlier because I, I, you... I, I eat a bar, like a granola bar. A fiber bar, actually. Uh, every when morning. I was, when I was in high school, my mom used to pack me a lunch. I would yeah. eat that lunch by like 10, 15 in the morning yeah. and then buy a school lunch. Yeah. So like 11 <laughs> o'clock, day, I'm, I'm getting Those are the antsy. days where I ate like seven meals a day. Just grown boy. Grown boy. Just just uh, not, not, not even – it doesn't stick on you. Uh, you couldn't even get it to stick on you if you wanted to. 
different story today. Between like tenth and eleventh grade, I I went from like five six to six one. It's like yeah, I needed seven meals a day. Uh, what else was I gonna say? Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, it's a good thought. Buy tickets, buy tickets. Buy tickets to the event. They're they're. Uh, <laughs> They're, actually, we're, we're, we're about gonna... to pull them. Yeah, we yeah. have. Uh, we're, we're we're very close to being sold out. So if you are, um, if you've been delaying, if you're on the fence, if you haven't bought them yet, I would highly suggest you get them uh, right now because today is Friday. Uh, probably pulling them tomorrow at some point on Saturday. Okay, good. It's going to be potentially Luis Severino against the Padres. It's going to be a really exciting matchup. Thank you again to Shady Rays and Athletic Greens for sponsoring us today and for Aaron Judge for absolutely owning the Toronto Blue Jays. We will talk to you again on Monday. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.